What are you doing out here? I'm doing stuff. Thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stuff and Thangs podcast. I am Sam Jones, and I'm joined, as always, with Alfie Adams. How you doing, my friend? Uh, you know, I'm all right. Uh, I'm, I'm fighting off a bit of the man flu, but I'm not going to let that stop me. The man flu, I believe, which could actually be the start of the zombie apocalypse, you know. It, it, every time I get a sore throat, I, I'm waiting for a high fever. Yeah, no, well, it's sensible. It, it's good to be prepared. Uh, yeah. Uh, out of interest, has your good lady wife Herschel'd you yet? No, no, she's not Herschel'd me yet. Okay, no. well, uh, you know, make sure she lets me know, because if you're unavailable for the podcast next week, I'll, I'll understand if she needs to step in. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell her that because she's probably going to herschel me automatically just so she can do the podcast. You're going to end up being just being locked in random rooms. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, this week's episode, uh, I have got uh, probably. I think I just said to you before we started recording. This is the most notes I've ever written on any episode. Now, that's not to say that there isn't loads in every episode, but I just seem to be spotting things a lot during this one I don't know about you um, so I tried to write everything down and when I finished I had to go back over and rewrite some of it because it was just scribble <laughs> um, oh, my, okay. my handwriting was atrocious just try and note everything try and get the flow of it try and pick up on things so if, if you're good I'd like to dive straight in yeah with, with, with all those notes we better get cracking okay so uh, so Walking Dead obviously and this episode was called Sing Me a Song you're on easy street. Mm, no. no. Okay. No, oh, the no. episode. Sing this song. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have the cold open to the episode with Michonne. Uh, she walks. Basically, Michonne's walking and looks at all the burned mattresses that are on the side of the road. And she's still pretty angry about that. Um, you yeah. can see there's a good element of rage there. The next we see her walking on the road whistling, kind of like the Pied Piper for walkers. <laughs> uh, a couple of them come out of the woods, they start to follow her, and she chops them down. And then we see her drag one of the bodies off. Um, at this stage, did you gauge what she was doing, or did you just think she was a bit angry, letting off steam? I, I thought she was honestly just trying to stay, you know, uh, stay sharp. have a reflex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. Um, <laughs> they, they lingered a little bit deliberately on a shot of her sword on the ground with the walkie talkie. Yeah. Uh, sort of the radio. And then uh, I just written down that as a note, like, ah, they've lingered on that. I wonder why. And then the next scene shot up and we see Rick holding on to his, obviously before he went on the run, he handed it to her to say, you know, if you want to come and join us, get in contact. Right. Uh, he was kind of looking at that. You know, she's obviously not. Uh, we see Rick and Aaron have slept overnight in what looks like a sort of back of a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two of them are basically saying, you know, they've been out looking, scavenging, not been able to find anything. And this is basically their last full day before they have to head back. Uh, when they open up the back of the truck, Aaron alludes to seeing something that he didn't see the night before, but then we don't get to see what that is at this point because we jump and we have <laughs> two saviors. This is all in the cold open, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. We have two saviors sitting in the back, eating and talking, uh, sort of sitting on the back of their truck, eating, talking, chatting. 
interesting conversation. They're talking about weaponry and traps, um, saying that someone back at the sanctuary has basically set up a load of things. It sounds like to set up to try and help herd the walkers. Did you did you hear that as well? That's that was my understanding. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about the the RPG they took off the new guys. Uh, right, talking about right. some other weaponry and kept uh, sort of the guy said guerrilla warfare. Um, they're basically sat there waiting for a herd to move out of the road. Obviously, deciding it's better to wait for them to thin out and drive around than try and plow through them in a truck. Right. Uh, when they notice that that's happened, they they start driving, and we see it's actually the back of the truck with both Jesus and Carl in. Yeah. So you know, I found Jesus again this episode. He was in the back of a truck. <laughs> Sabotaging goods, you know. He, he was, yeah. Um, so again, we're still in the cold. Over uh, Jesus is in the back of the truck, and he he seems to recognise a landmark, or at least spot a landmark that he can navigate from or to. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And as soon as he spots that. He starts, uh, I, th- I think it's some sort of syrup or something. I didn't see yeah. what he quite had. Yeah, he was dumping syrup out. Yeah, he was basically sort of spreading that sort of leave a trail. Uh, he tells Carl, you know, come on, we need, to, we need to jump out now. If we jump out now, we can land in their blind spot and get behind a car. They won't notice us, and then we can go the rest of the way on foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl acts a little nervous, I think, to make Jesus go first. Uh, Jesus, he, I think Carl says to him, you know, you show me what I need to do. Jesus jumps, rolls, hides behind a car, looks up, and Carl gives him a little wave, you know, almost like a wry yeah. smile. Uh, and Jesus' reaction is brilliant. You know, it's just kind of, ah, oh, that kid again. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, made me jump first. You know, he's kind of eye-rolling, can't believe I fell for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But Carl is on a mission uh you know he's made his mind up he is gonna go and try and kill negan right uh the child of the apocalypse arrives at the sanctuary um we see the truck pull in and carl grabs a weapon uh looks like a large assault rifle right and basically lays in wait um the guys start unloading the truck uh, one of the guys notices him and Carl unloads on him, uh, takes him out. Uh, he then tries to tell everyone to basically, you know, don't move, drop your weapons. I just want Negan. Yeah. Uh, he takes out another guy. Uh, Negan is there and Negan straight away goes into the mind games of, you know, the way he talks, uh, the way he's sort of acting. He does stand behind one of his guys. Did you notice that? No, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, he, he basically maneuver, He walks around. Carl's got the gun, and he walks around, and then when he stands behind someone, he kind of pulls the guy in front of him. Hmm. So, it, and he even says, you know, boy, you scared the shit out of me. You know, he, right. he just, just straight away. So, clearly, I think Negan isn't sure whether Carl's going to pull the trigger or not. He's not sure. Um... So Carl's big scene there is basically he's arrived, he's killed a couple of saviors, but unfortunately he gets tackled and taken down by Dwight, of all people again. Yeah. Uh, Daryl's there. Daryl's basically working in that walker wall 
that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sees Carl and obviously immediately has a reaction to seeing Carl. Obviously a bit, bit nervous for him. Uh, but Negan, as he does throughout this episode, just keeps dropping some of the best lines you're probably going to oh, yeah. get. Uh, you know, boy, you're giving me the stink eye as good as your father. Well, only half as good. I mean, that yes, was, that I mean, was, that, that was, that was great. <laughs> um, Can I say though, I know it would have made for a short television show. I don't understand why Carl just didn't shoot Negan. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. It, yeah. logically it makes no sense you have no problem killing you know the cannon fodder as soon as they show up in your line of sight but here comes Negan and you don't it, you know well yeah you know he, he has got an assault rifle uh, technically he could have just opened up and taken that whole group out that was there yeah he could have sprayed them down yeah you know? I, I mean, down, run round turn the truck around and driven home Right. Uh, although his driving skills leave a lot to be desired, <laughs> as we've seen. So, you know, perhaps perhaps, perhaps that was it. He wasn't sure he'd kill him. Um, do you know, actually, now I'm thinking about it, when Negan pulls that guy across with him, he actually steps into Carl's blind spot. So he mm. pulls the guy into where Carl was aiming and stands. Yeah, well, that's quite interesting. And, and thought of it that way. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's one of those things with TV and that you got to kind of roll with stuff like that. Uh, we, we talked about it before, you know, why does the super villain never just kill the, kill the hero when he has right, the chance? Right. Right. Um, I mean, it works both ways in this episode because Negan doesn't kill Carl. Carl's tackled to the floor. He's just killed two saviors. Uh, surely Lucille's thirsty at this point, but no, he helps him up. Uh, right. so again, it, it kind of works both ways, but, uh, Obviously, there's a comic book arc that they're going to follow yeah. with this, uh, which we'll yeah. talk about a bit more later. Uh, but Negan, like I said, he drops these lines. Um, he basically says to Carl, you know, you know, you've just killed two more people. You're mine now. I'm going to show you around. Uh, he just seems calm, and there's a coldness and a kind of chill to how calm Negan is in situations like that. Oh, yeah. We get this uh, wide shot now um, before we go into the opening credits because this is all still the cold open. And we get to see the just the size of the sanctuary now. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen snippets of it, but now we get to see the scale, you know, the size of the oh, buildings. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was quite a good shot. Um, you know, I'm not a very arty or cinematography type person, but I thought that was quite well done. Yeah, and I got to say, having seen all of the um, long, you know, range photographs that were taken of that place yeah. with with drones and everything else, uh, the the way they CG'd that place to look run down and everything, man, it, they did, the visuals were fantastic. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing to see how it looked. You know, when you're on set and then to see the final product, they do so good. They really yeah. do. Yeah, no, they did do a great job and they did look good. Um, we we come back from the credits and we're with Eugene and Rosita. They're leaving Alexandria together and Spencer stops them. Spencer's in the car with Father Gabriel. They're going out again, much like Rick the Scavenge, to give supplies to the Saviors. Yeah. Rosita's not interested in doing that and tells Spencer in no uncertain terms she's not interested um, and makes it kind of clear she doesn't want to hear any more of his it's all Rick's fault stuff. You know, she she <clears> wants <throat> to go. She even says to him, do you think you could do a better job? And he replies, yes. 
Um, go as an ass. <laughs> uh, Rosita and Eugene head off their own way, and Spencer carries on in the car with Father Gabriel. Um, and we head back to the sanctuary again. Uh, Negan is taking Carl around, and he takes him to meet all of his wives. Um, you know, there's a few lines in here which are a bit, um, it's basically like a harem. Um, yes, it it kind of eggs back to the way he sees himself, you know, the way I mean, you said about before, like a God complex, you know, Mm -hmm. he, he, he likes the idea of people kneeling, this worship kind of thing and having all of these wives in this harem, I think, you know, kind of echoes to that, doesn't it? Oh, it does. No, it, it, absolutely. And, and it, 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 uh, you know, some of that stuff, man, I, I say this often, you never know how it's going to translate out from the comics, no. uh, to the screen. Um, and, you know, having to air it, um, you know, basically in primetime television here in the yeah. States where there's censorship like crazy, uh, they did such a good job of conveying that and, and yeah. so much of, the intent, uh, you know, that's that's supposed to come across, and they were able to really pull off the same intent that the comics had, but were you know really vulgar and and yeah. you know it would have never flown on TV. And no. so they again, hats off, they did a really good job. Well, before this season even started, when we were previewing it, I mean, I thought they were just going to drop that whole aspect. Uh, I genuinely mm-hmm. didn't think we were going to see this on the screen, so. That was quite interesting. Um, Negan is found out. He's there with the the harem of women, which I will keep and say all the time. Um, (laughs) And he's talking about one of his wives went back to Mark when Mark should have been doing something. Yeah. Um, The way he's talking, the way and the way he talks to this woman, the the manipulation mind games is quite unsettling to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the way it was designed. It was done very well, uh, very oh, well yeah. acted by all concerned as well. Uh, the lady who's on screen with him in this scene did a fantastic job. Um, we we see um, Negan interacting. I can never remember the lady Dwight's. What was Dwight's wife? Oh yeah, yeah. I can't think of her name. No, either, but. that's going to be just like in fear with that. Woman in fear, I can never remember her name either. But yeah, um, basically, Negan smacks a kiss on her, and just as Dwight arrives, yeah, and he lays out this sort of hold on a moment of the one finger, uh, blatantly all planned. Uh, mm-hmm. Dwight has brought Daryl with him. Daryl mm-hmm. has a like a plate of food, um, and it, now this is one of the things I picked up, and I don't know whether you did. Carl was asked to take the tray away from Daryl. Yeah. And when he does it, he appears to lean in to say yep. something to Daryl. Did you pick up yeah. on that? Uh, yeah, I caught that. And, uh, yeah, I think that was was pretty obvious. Um, so I only hope they're going somewhere with that, you know? Yeah. I really hope with the, you know, the eye-blinking Morris code, Carl leaning in that we see, you know, I hope those aren't just nuances that, just happened. I hope it's stuff that is intentional and we see it play out. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, oh, see, so you said it was obvious. I was really proud of myself for spotting that. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, sorry. My thunder. You're a genius, Sam. Sam, you nailed it. I don't, 
I, I don't think anyone else thought that. Thanks, buddy. No, you have great <laughs> perception. <laughs> well, Baron Carl's. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, so we've seen that. He kind of looked like he leaned in and said something. Um, mm-hmm. No idea what that, you know, what it could have been or what was said, but it just happened right. very quickly and the scene moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene kind of plays out with uh, Negan basically uh, telling the white he needs to go get the iron ready. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a little, you know, we know what's happened to Dwight. Um, the, the constant, you know, he kisses what was his wife in front of him. He constantly makes references to him about stuff like that, like little digs mm-hmm. at him. And now he makes him be the one to go and get the iron ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this constant kind of know-your-place psychological warfare. Um, we leave the sanctuary again to head off to see, catch up with Rick and Aaron. Um, they're still hunting for supplies, and all we see from them in this scene is that they jump a fence with a pretty clear warning on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, basically, you step over this fence, I'm going to shoot you. And they step over the fence in true right. Grimes fashion. Oh, yeah. He's um, got his hatchet, man. He's not scared. He's got his hatchet. Yeah, you don't mess with Rick and his hatchet. <laughs> Spencer and Father Gabriel are in a car. That should be the Yay, start of a joke. Father Gabriel, man. I love this guy now. Well, see, now this is really interesting to me. We see Spencer just start running down Rick. Uh, I yep. really enjoyed the dynamic of the fact that he asked Father Gabriel, you know, are having faults, you know, faults against the grain or whatever, sins. Uh, yeah. No, you know, thinking these things, certainly not a sin, you acting on them, you know, could be. Right, um, right. And, and obviously Spencer then just lays out how much he despises Rick and, and his reasons. And Father Gabriel tries to converse with him a little bit along the lines of, well, I think you're wrong because of this. Uh, he clearly then realizes Spencer's just, you know, an idiot in this regard. Mm-hmm. And he makes him stop the car and he gets out. Uh, I mean, I wrote a question in here. It is quite a turnaround for Father Gabriel, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if that was... I, I would like to think it was because people hated the character originally. But yeah. I, I think this was perhaps their intention all along. To see um, I mean, you're a, a lot more I've found the comics than I am. Is this following a similar trajectory to his comic story, or is this completely different? No, it's 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 real similar. I, I think it's probably as close as they could translate it to TV. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I picked up the comics at different stages just to read certain issues and certain storylines. Right, uh, I, I am determined at some point to to go right through them, but it's one yeah. Of my, my problem, my problem is I binge read them, and I and I don't retain all the subtle details. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because I think it's what, what, what it's today's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So the latest episode, uh, latest comic comes out uh, today. So uh, okay. um, well, that'll be I've, I've, Yeah, I've skipped the last few, and then I'll wait till there's four or five out and just read them all at once. Okay, is, so, it, is it monthly or weekly? It's monthly. Yeah, monthly. Good. I was gonna say, you know, poor. Yeah, app. it's a, it's supposed to be the first Wednesday of every month, oh, but okay. uh, people get it on Tuesday and post it online. So, well, as they would do, yeah, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, Father Gabriel gets out of the car. I mean, their their discussion in the car, uh, the Spencer storyline. Spencer is uh, just blames Rick for everything. Spencer, uh, for me, is just a an ass hat of a character. I, you know, I've never really warmed to him at all. Very right. selfish. Um, a real kind of sheltered existence behind those walls during the apocalypse. Oh yeah. Um, because of that has a certain sense of entitlement to him. Um, yep. which, uh, you know, is probably going to get smacked out him pretty soon. Um, well, get- I, I, I think with his family, you know, being a politician, his mom yeah. or, or whatever the story was, yep. you know, he's, he's, he was born like that basically. Well, so quite possibly. Yeah. And, and he's just, you know, the world's not changed him because, in essence, he was hidden away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabriel's walking back right now. It's something I didn't fully understand at this point, and maybe you can help me. Spencer Nothing. just runs into the woods. No clue. No clue. No. I, we all said the same thing watching it. What is he doing? Yeah. Why is he doing it? It makes zero sense. Okay, good. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Uh, that, nope. That's probably the one thing in the episode that I just... I just thought stopped it dead. Like, well, hang on a minute. That makes yeah. no logical sense. Right. If he'd driven further up the road and then stopped and gone somewhere, it would have been because he knew something was somewhere for him to just stop the car for Father Gabriel to get out and then randomly run into the woods and find things. Seemed, yeah. Seemed yeah. odd. Um, so, so yeah, so there you go. I've had a moan about something. Um, Carl and Negan. So we're back again and we're in Negan's room now. Uh, Negan follows the the comic book story arc here of basically demanding that Carl removes his bandage. Mm. Uh, Well done, the special effects people. That was gross. Yeah. Um, Which Negan points out. Mm -hmm. A really interesting scene. Uh, Negan points it out and Carl kind of breaks a bit. You know, it's his... He obviously feels very insecure about it. Right. And Negan almost seems to regret saying it, which is a strange thing. Um, do you feel that in that moment, his apology and his kind of, damn, I keep forgetting you're a kid, is genuine? Or do you think uh, this is all part of his mind games? Okay. Uh, that's that's oh, that's so tough for me to answer. Um <laughs> No, just just because of uh, of the way the comics play out, and that's a direct pull from the comics. Yeah. Um, my my belief is that it is a sincere apology. Yeah. Um, and the one thing when like when that scene was happening, I, I was expecting it to go one way, and it never seemed like it was going to. Yeah. And and the direction I thought it was going to go in was. Uh, Negan really trying to um, discredit Rick as being a good father and him kind of like trying to step into that role. And it eventually got there. It just, it seemed like it took forever. And I think that whole scene, I I saw a lot of Facebook reaction afterwards of a lot, I'm going to say mostly men, because I don't think women are ever really going to, like the Negan character um, so much. That's a broad statement, but I think the majority won't. Um, But a lot of men were posting afterwards, wow, I'm really starting to like this Negan guy. And, and I think those scenes were what really played into that. And it's, 
my theory about where they're going to go with Negan is up in the air now. It's been shook a little bit. So, oh, okay. So, you, so you think they could possibly still be planning to go down the the comic book route? I think they could. Yeah, I think there was enough in this episode. Okay. I mean, because uh, I mean, obviously, we break this podcast down into two sections. Um, yeah, we discuss the episode, then we have a spoiler section at the end. Um, if you're happy, what I'd like to do is just have a little conversation in the start of the spoiler section on the comic trajectory and, and what we think here, so we don't say too much now. Right. Um, and that way, and then we'll sound a second spoiler klaxon for anyone who doesn't want to sort of know more about next week's episode. Yep, yep. Uh, great. Okay, so so we'll move on from that scene then. We'll discuss it a little bit more at the end. Um, Negan... Um, Demands Carla sing him a song. Um, you are my sunshine. Um, he swings Lucille in the background. Uh, yeah. Again, it's just kind of like reminding him, you know, just reminding him that any moment I could swing this at your head. Did you feel, uh, I mean, plot armor is obviously thick on Carl, but did you feel at any point that he was in genuine danger? Did the scene suck you in enough that you kind of were a bit, ooh, you know, what's going to happen? Mm, no. Um, and, I, I mean, unfortunately for me, it, it you know, it never really will the way I follow spoilers. But I can say that the rest, general, of, my, yeah, the rest of my group, did they were not. They, you know, they thought that he might be punished. And, you yeah. know, I, I think the kind of the vibe was like whatever this iron thing was, because even the people watching with me yeah. really didn't like know fully what was what to expect. Oh, okay. You know, but they were they but they were like, well, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, Carl will get the iron or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they so never they were, at all thought he would die. OK, but they, they were thinking that something bad might happen to him. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I thought they did quite well with that. I mean, I didn't think Carl was going to die, but I thought uh-huh. they did the scenes well enough that general general people watching might be a bit, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Negan asks him about Laurie. He asks him about his mum. Uh, Carl tells him that he shot her before she turned, and we have yeah. another one of his great lines. So, yes. Damn, no wonder you're a serial killer in the making. Yeah. Um again there's this weird sort of empathy towards him it's, it's just a really odd dynamic uh being done brilliantly by the way oh uh, yeah i i think negan's really gaining respect for carl yeah i mean genuine respect yeah yeah it's creepy uh we have a little moment where he hands carl lucille um like he did with rick mm-hmm um and then he goes out onto this kind of balcony and delivers a speech about rules Mm-hmm. Um, now this is obviously the the iron thing. We see a guy tied to a chair, uh, and Negan takes the iron fire, um, and the guy in the chair is this Mark character we heard about. Yeah, and he basically lays the iron on his face and melts his face. The guy, you know, the screams and everything. We see a lot of shots of reactions. So we see that Carl react. We see Daryl is there. Uh, we see Daryl reacting. We see. Uh, uh, we see Dwight again reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dwight's wife, whose name escapes me, Mark Cherry. Cherry, there we go. Mark's former wife as well is there watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy uh, pees his pants 
um, and passes out. Uh, I can't say I blame him to be honest. Um, yeah. He uh, the special effects again, well done. That was super gross. Thank you for that. Yeah. See, I got to disagree. I didn't think they were done that well on that shot. Really, I thought that was excellent. No, I I just didn't. I, I honestly, I thought it looked very fake. Have, have you ever seen someone have their skin melted? I'm and I ask not. that genuinely. I, I have. Um, okay. I, my, my father used to run scrap metal yards. And okay. when I was oh younger, uh, I mean, talking sort of maybe 10 years old, um, one of the furnaces went up and the guy had both his hands on like a metal lever. Okay. Lever, as you call it. And <laughs> his skin melted to the metal and they had to literally kick him off of it. And as it did, all his skin came away. Like, just like that. Just like glue. Okay. Just like that scene. So, so I thought it was excellent. Uh, grossed okay. me out. And, oh, it know. was gross, but I, I thought it was, it just didn't look real to me. I, I oh, mean, that so was. No, I, I thought it was really good. Um, okay. pro- probably need to spend some time with a therapist to talk about childhood trauma now after watching it, in fact, but <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. Um, so, Sam, tell me what you're feeling. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, I feel... No, no, that's not. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be any good at that. Um, so, yeah, uh, Negan, again, this scene kind of ends. Uh, he makes Daryl clean up the floor after the guy's yeah. wet himself. He... Again, just kind of, you know, almost showing Carl, look, you know, here's this guy you know, and I'm completely his boss, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Um, And then again, he just takes Carl off, you know, it's like on a whirlwind tour, and he even kind of, it's just strange, he's whispering into him things. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, every time he walks into a room and does something, he kind of turns to Carl like, hey, look at this, look what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you must think I'm crazy, but these things got to be done. You know, he, he he feels like he's almost, almost like he feels like he needs to justify himself. Almost like he's trying to win Carl's approval. Mm-hmm. Does that follow? Did you pick that up as well? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of looked at it as he's like almost kind of grooming Carl. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he's still trying to break Daryl. And I, I think Negan at the end of the day believes these, you know, all of these people, you know, in all these different places are pawns. And if yeah. they work good for him, then his life's good. So whatever it takes to, to break get them people down. or get him on, you know, his side or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the constant, the constant jabs at Dwight. Yeah. Um, they're, they're those brutal. are gut wrenching. They yeah. are. Really, really, I don't know whether you know, like a man gut check on a fairly regular basis. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know, if I, I don't know how much of that I could take. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so we we jump again back to Spencer in the woods. Um, there's a walker in a tree. I didn't know trees grew them, uh, but it's good to good to see. Uh, it's a walk- tree stand, Sam. Yeah, is that for hunting? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the guy, the guy's in a tree in a tree stand. Yes. He's got what looks like a bow. Yes. Um, it wasn't a crossbow, was it? It was just like a no. It's yeah, a compound bow. Yeah. Compound bow. Um, and Spencer decides after finding this guy, he's gonna take his bow. I'm guessing that was what was in his mind. He just, I guess that was the intention. Yeah. I, I, again, the, these scenes with Spencer and this thing just 
uh, seemed to have no logic to me. It felt almost like they had to fit a lot, so much in this episode, a scene that would explain it got cut. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, this, uh, so I, just, I have to, I have to agree. The scenes with Spencer were, I mean, and it's not the character. No. We're supposed to dislike Spencer. I yeah, get which that. Works. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And it does, but the logic, like, Okay, man, you have a grappling hook. Why not just grapple the guy in the head? You know, like yeah, it it, it was strange. Uh, I didn't really follow, so so we'll move on from that because there was a lot of good in the episode. Let's focus there. Um, Rosita and Eugene, they're at that workshop where uh, Eugene and Abraham found last season. Eugene's basically trying to talk Rosita out of her plan. Rosita wants a bullet and she wants to take that one bullet and kill Negan. Um, Eugene tries his best and to be honest with you, he's kind of a rambling type of person. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't speak clearly and with any kind of authority, but he does say a lot of sense if you can be patient enough to listen to him, I think. Yeah. Um, Rosita just tears him down though. Oh my gosh. Brutally, you know, verbally really gives him a, a verbal kick in and uh, he, he kind of takes it. Uh, you can see he's teared up, you know, for what she said to him, you know, calling him a coward and all, all the things, basically reminding him of the person he was. Uh, and I think he has grown from, I don't think he is that same person he was that they first right. met. No. Um, but I think in reminding him of that and reminding, obviously Abraham's dies and reminding him of all Abraham did to get him to where he is. Uh, kind of really broke him down, and he goes about making the one bullet for her. Rosita needs to check herself, man, because <laughs> Eugene is level two now. He leveled up last season. <laughs> oh, you just said had to check herself. I don't know why, but that just really made me laugh. Yeah. That, that, that was great terminology. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Rosita better check herself. Okay. I don't get to say Rosita. Senorita Rosita. Yeah, and I mean, this is the bullet maker. I mean, this guy, don't mess with this guy. Be well, nice to this guy. He, he did just make a bullet, which does open up this, you know, ammunition problem. Yeah. Technically, this workshop and he could become very important in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we, we jump about again. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I often gripe about episodes jumping, but I think they actually managed to keep the flow of the episode pretty good. It was okay. One. Once the episode really got rolling and we knew where we were, where, yeah. where everybody was, did, but did the you find it frustrating the cold open? Yeah. Okay. That's the same as me. I find the cold yeah. open frustrating. I yeah, don't so did everyone just, else there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather they just focused on the one there. Okay, that's good. Um, but we do jump again, and we're back at the sanctuary. Um, and it's a little scene uh, I kind of picked out. I, I possibly normally would have just rolled past it, but this is Dwight and his and his wife uh, in the corridor again. Now, this yeah. isn't the first time we've seen them meet there. The first right. time appeared to be by chance, but clearly this is something they do just so they can have a conversation every now and again. Right. Um, they both are basically feeling, you know, we regret this decision. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we've, we've actually, you know, we did this so we'd survive, but you know, is this living Mm -hmm. is the general gist of what they're, they're trying to get across. Uh, Dwight, um, I don't know. I just can't tell with Dwight. I can't tell if he's 
ready to try something else or if he's just still accepting his life uh i can't tell what, what about yourself do you think there's do you think there's any uh any jedi in dwight or is he full sith still oh no he's still torn man he doesn't you know i i, I think between the darkness and the light yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, I mean you know he's not ready to like start talking you know dark plagueis type stuff but uh no. you no, know but he, he is he's still torn um yeah we, we we go to see negan and carl we're back in negan's room we're back to them having a conversation uh it does look like negan's filling in some sort of paperwork did you notice that Yes. I'd love to know what that is. You know, you know, admin in the zombie apocalypse. I'd love to know what that is. <laughs> right, right. Uh, perhaps it's his diary. Uh, tomorrow it's breakfast, then death, 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 lunch. Yeah. Mind um, games, mind games, mind games. Yeah, yeah, that's the afternoon. You know, he done by right. doing mind games first thing before his coffee. Um, right. So they're, they're having a conversation. Now, Carl actually speaks for almost everyone in the TV audience at this point. You know, why am I still alive? Why is my dad alive? And why is Daryl alive? <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It felt like a little bit of a nod to, you know, okay, every ass clown on Facebook and Twitter asking us this every single week. We're going to ask right. it for you. Right. Um, Negan actually answers, it's more fun to break you. Which mm-hmm. kind of hits the nail on the head of what you were saying before, you know everything's mind games it is. Uh, with Daryl it's locking him up playing the music it's trying to break him down that way with Rick it's what he did to him in the camper van and with uh, Carl it's a different tactic mm-hmm. but again Negan alludes to the fact this is all about breaking you yeah um, Carl actually stands up to him um, it was kind of a, a moment he basically says to him I'll jump out this window rather than let you kill me. Yeah. And it really takes, it seems to really rock Negan back again. And he actually even comments, you know, wow, there's that badass. Yeah. Carl gets right in his face, you know, really, really stands up for himself and really, really makes it clear that he's not intimidated by him. And if you're going to kill me, let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I'm not just going to let you try and manipulate me. Do you think in that moment, Negan, because from that moment, Negan says, come on, we're going to go and basically takes Carl back to Alexandria. Do you think in that moment, Negan realizes actually, no, this kid would probably would jump out of the window rather than let me torture him. You know, I need to think of a different plan here. Uh, I think it's honestly, I think, you know, he's realized he's pushed Carl as far as he can go right now. Yeah, that's fair. He, he kind of uh, master manipulator knows when something's going to break rather than bend. Yep. Okay, no, that's a really good point. Uh, he takes Carl, they're in a truck. Uh, Daryl's there. Um, he, he turns to Daryl again, these lines. Uh, you look a little worried, so I'm going to take the kid home. Um, yeah. It's real kind of casual. Now, Daryl lays a fret, which shows that uh. Daryl's still Daryl. You know, Daryl's yeah. not been broken. If you hurt him, and then Negan's immediate reaction is, oh, Daryl needs a timeout. Yeah. Um, again, this kind of patronizing, sending him back to his box, flips him off as well for good measure. <laughs> um, and Negan and his uh, group of saviors are on their way to Alexandria. 
Um, we see Daryl is sat in the dark room again. We don't have easy wait, street playing. Wait, wait, wait. You missed, you missed something. You, you didn't mention Jesus on the roof. Jesus was on the roof? Of the truck. Was he? Oh my gosh, seriously? Mr. Mr. Observation? Yes, in the first, when the truck is pulling up and before it stops to Daryl, they pan out and Jesus is laid flat on the roof of the truck. Then when he talks to Daryl and pulls away, they show the roof again and he's not there anymore. Well, you see, now I'm wondering, and this is not me trying to cover up myself, I'm wondering (laughs) genuinely if something was cut or there was an error on my screen. And I'll tell you why. Oh, here we go. (laughs) One of my notes here, right? This is the next note I was going to say to you. Okay. Was that Daryl looks up to the top of the truck and it looks like he's noticed something. And then when the truck pulls away, there's nothing on the roof. So I was wondering what Daryl was looking at. Uh Uh-huh. But did you notice he looked up? No, I didn't. See, you don't see things. You just went online, someone pointed out. We all commented on it during the watch party, Sam. Stop looking at your phone when you're trying to watch the show. (laughs) I was talking to someone important. Yeah, okay. Um, Well, I'm going to have to go back and watch that now because that's really going to bug me. Um, Well, that kind of could take a very different uh, emphasis on what happens next because I think it does. (laughs) Yeah. Because Daryl's sat in his dark room and someone slides a note under his door as a match, a bulldog clip, um, was looks like one anyway. And basically a note that says go now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a key. Yeah. See, I couldn't tell. It looked like one of those bulldog clips to me for like clipboards, but I'd like to think it's a key. That would make a lot more sense. I have no idea what a bulldog clip is, so I'm just going to have to take your word for that. I think it's a key. <laughs> okay, well, I hope it's a key. Um, again, okay. I'm going to have to rewatch it. I feel terrible now. Recording <laughs> a podcast, didn't even notice Jesus on a roof. <sighs> and I've been looking right. for him for years. You need to find uh, that guy. Um, I've, I've been trying to show him to you for years, Sam. What's going on, man? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, uh, many a true word spoken in jest. Um, okay. We see, uh, so Daryl was kind of, you know, looking at this, is this a trap again? Um, and you, you don't know quite know what he's going to do. Obviously, we as the audience know we're not going to see him move to the mid-season finale because that's what happens. <laughs> um, right. We see, we jump back to a road. Um, the road appears to have a lot of dead walkers in the middle of it. Um, and then we see Michonne carjack somebody in the zombie apocalypse with a samurai yeah, sword. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to see that every day. Um, no. <laughs> and she utters, take me to Negan. Um, to, if she said, take me to your leader, I would have been done, by the way. I would, I would have <laughs> just been, I'd, I'd have been helpless. But yeah. take me to Negan. Um, one, uh, there's a few things about this. Uh, we now know why Michonne was killing the walkers. She was piling them up in the road. She obviously had an idea. Yeah. The other thing is, I I don't know. To me and to my eyes, the saviors aren't driving around in branded trucks with saviors written on, and they're not no. wearing uniforms. No. How does she know she's a savior? Yeah, uh, it's. I I I mean that's you know it's, a, it's an element of. You just have to look around it. You know, I, oh, okay. I, I mean, it's, and, and the, I, this concept that 
they all have not they all, but Rosita and Michonne of yeah. if we, you know, kill the head of the snake type thing. I well, I it isn't I, where you, you see now with Carl doing it, you could kind of uh it was even said on the Talking Dead, I think, which is he's a teenager, he hasn't fought it through. He's just, you know, um I kill Negan, uh they'll kill me, but Negan's dead, so yay. Um, but the the actor who plays Carl uh, Chandler Riggs even said it on the Talking Dead, which is you know you kill Negan and someone's going to take his place. Mm-hmm. You don't know that the next person is not going to be a million times worse. You know they, they're not. Right. No one's thinking it through. No one's thinking big picture. Um, and I think it goes to show that how splintered the group is. Um, with Rick basically now submissive and obeying the saviors, everyone else is just scurrying around coming up with harebrained schemes rather than being organized. So it goes to show how big an effect he clearly normally has as the leader because this lot left on their own wouldn't last five minutes. Um, But basically, yeah, so she gets to take me to your leader moment. She smashes the lady's head into the steering wheel. You know, never start with the head. It disorientates them, especially if they're driving. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so there we go. That's happening didn't really follow the logic to that hopefully it will play out next week and she'll arrive just in time to save daryl and wouldn't that be lucky Mm, um imagine that negan arrives at alexandria uh clearly he can just open the gates when he wants now and got a key because he arrives at rick's house knocks on the door um and olivia's there obviously we know as the viewing public olivia is there looking after a baby ass kicker Mm-hmm. Um, however, she decides, strangely decides that she's going to make her case to Negan that they're starving. It, it doesn't go well. Um, he, he gives <sighs> her, he, he gives her this look up and down and starving you really. Um, right. she cries. And again, we have this weird Negan moment of, he, he kind of almost apologizes and you're, you're watching it thinking, Oh, Okay, that's odd. And then he immediately shifts gear again <laughs> by uh, offering her a fun time, uh, which yeah. she refuses in the face-slapping manner. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely takes the taste out of his mouth with that one. Um, again, in The Talking Dead, they talk about how hard she actually hit him. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That was good. I enjoyed that. Um, so clearly Olivia's a fan of the comics and have been dreaming of smacking Negan for oh, quite yeah. some time. But then he comes right back and, you know, is like, I'm that much more into you now yeah, or something, know. you know? He, 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 the man's got an answer to everything. Um, and he will not be seen to be rattled. Even yeah. at times he seems to sort of look at people like, wow, he verbalizes that. And by verbalizing it, he kind of makes the moment his still. I mean, as great as the slap to the face was, um, the funniest thing here for me was Carl taking Negan on a tour of the house. Yeah. Um, Because they put music in the background as well, which made it comedy. Um, He took his shoes off to put his feet through the carpet. (laughs) It was was funny. I mean, there was no two ways about it. It was um, taking a really surreal moment. Yeah. Carl tries to hide Judith from him, um, but obviously he's not falling for that. He goes into the room and he finds little ass kicker. Um, it's a little bit 
of a strange moment. I didn't quite know yeah. where to go with that. Yeah. Um, we we see Rick and Aaron. Um, they've basically arrived at another sign that this guy's mm-hmm. put up. This sign is a very comprehensive sign, um, but the general gist is, um, you're on my land, I have stuff here, I've hidden them away, I'm going to end you if you come near me, I have weapons. By the way, if you're still reading this and you're not dead, then I'm dead, so right. fill your boots. Help yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, although, I mean, that kind of was, that, that was kind of great. Um, they come around the corner and they can see how the guy hid his supplies. The guy was obviously very serious about keeping them safe and did a very good mm-hmm. job. Uh, there's like a small, uh, small kind of lake, um, a boat out in the lake and walkers, I'm guessing must have been chained in place or. Yeah, had to be. Um, yeah. so like, like life boys, they're basically walkers bobbing in the water, bobbers. Um, and are ready to ready to kill people. Rick, uh, there's a boat there. Um, but yeah, so the, these guys they 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 look like they're going to be having some fun to try and get the supplies. Um, back at Alexandria, uh, we have the Negan and Carl show uh, featuring Judith. Negan is sitting on Rick's front porch. Judith in his lap, waving to the neighbors, talking about having a grill grill out later. Pop over. Um, it was all really surreal and kind of funny right mm-hmm. up to the scene where he looks Judith in the eyes and talks about burying Rick and Carl in the flower beds. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just don't know where to go. I mean, his character is so complex. You got no idea if he's happy to see the babies. He's not seen a baby in a long time or if he's going to kill her, uh, you know, and it's quite uneasy. Um, I'm interested to see what Rick's reaction will be if he came back at that exact moment. Obviously, we know he's not going to, but that would be an interesting reaction to Gage, don't you think? Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't know. I just don't know where he'd be. But that was the episode. Uh, it was an extended episode. But I mean, sum up. What, what did you think? Fantastic episode. Yeah, really pleased with it. Really good. Really, really good. Loved it. Um, I wasn't alone. Um, I, I follow the weekly rating on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, and this episode got an 8.6 out okay. of 10, which is really good. Compare that to last week's episode, the Tara Bottle episode, yeah. was the lowest rated episode ever oh, on IMDb. So people didn't think five, it was people didn't think it was Tarific. No, oh. yeah, it got a five point eight. Burn. Yeah. Now compare that to the season finale, which had previously been the lowest rated episode, was a six point one. The the season finale was. Yeah. Uh, people were just angry at the cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get that. I okay. So now I have a big gripe. A big gripe about this episode. Oh, okay. So you just really talked it up how much you liked it, and now you're going to have a big gripe yes. about it. Yes. Fire away, my friend. This is your chance. Extended episode. Yep. 90 minutes. Yep. Do you know how long the runtime was of the actual show? Uh, what? Taking out adverts? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Go on. 62 minutes. Wow. Now, last week's episode, the the Tara Bottle episode. Yeah. Runtime of that, 49 minutes. 
Oh, wow. That's... So we had 11 minutes of commercials last week. This week, we get 28. That's shocking. I had to look it up because uh, I think my my lovely wife even said, why are there so many commercials in this? It's and funny. so I was like, I mean, we, we don't get that here. Not as much. So, I mean, would they just call it an extended episode, but I mean, it, it kind of just goes over the slot slightly. They don't ram in as many. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but why? I mean, because uh, I see a lot of comments on our Facebook page. And when mm-hmm. I when I mentioned that it was an extended episode, basically a lot of people said, oh, great, more adverts. Right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not good. Uh, I wonder if that's going to be the same for the finale, uh, the mid-season finale. Most likely. It's awful because it basically makes it feel like they've literally extended it to ram more adverts in for more income. But then Yeah, again. they average, I think the average regular season episode is like 45 minutes yeah. of, of run time. So you get 15 minutes of, of adverts. That's kind of Even, standard. Yeah. yeah, but even the season finale was 65 minutes of runtime. So you had 25 minutes of commercials. Yeah, that's and and it's really it's really this past week twenty eight minutes of commercials was bad. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. And then, but at the same time, like you just said, the IMDb rating people really rated the episode. Um, well, granted, now if I could have, if if it wasn't for the fact that I have to, just a personal preference, I have to watch it live. Do you, do you not I ever consider ab- watching it on a delay? Because that's what I do. I wait 10 minutes and then I watch it so I can zoom through we, the adverts. Well, we even did that this past uh, this past Sunday night. We got started a little bit late, so I had already paused it and then would fast forward through commercials. But it was so it many was, you call up. Oh, yeah. We called up quick. Yeah. I mean, we called up real quick. Nah, that, that's, but, you know. Nah, it's not on, really. Um, that's where that's where watching it on Netflix or Amazon really shines when you don't have to sit through 28 minutes of commercials. Well, it's interesting because so many people are saying that they find episodes boring so far, so they're just going to wait for them all to be on Netflix in so many mm-hmm. months' time. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of that, I think, comes down to the culture of watching TV. Now people like to binge watch oh, yeah. rather than oh, yeah. episodically, but... Yeah, uh, but yeah, when you ram that many adverts in, you are going to have people switch off. But on the flip side, we'll have to see what the numbers are when, when they come out. Be interesting to see because they have been on a decline week on mm-hmm. week ever since the the opening. Um, yeah. I mean, unless there's anything else you want to discuss on this, I'd like to move into the spoiler section to discuss the sort of Carl. Move along, my friend. Okay, um, so uh, I I do this every week, so apologies if you listen every week, but a big thank you if you do as well. Uh, Any new listeners, we break the podcast up, we we talk about the episode, but then at the end we discuss potential spoilers. Now what we're going to do this week is a little bit different. We're just going to discuss the comic book stuff as it relates to Carl, and then I'll do another quick warning before we then discuss next week's episode and anything that's out there on the internet or next week or ahead that's potentially spoiling the storyline. So as a little warning now, if you're not interested in any of those subjects at all, then obviously thank you very much for listening. Now's the time to switch off. If you are interested, then in five, four, three, 
two, one. We're now in the spoiler section, sort of. Alfie, Carl and the comic book. Yeah. The storyline <laughs> in that, he basically has almost a friendship with Negan. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. So when so when the scene happens where Carl goes to the sanctuary, and yeah. much of it all plays out the same but there's a bit more of Negan coming between Carl and Rick. Yeah. Now that plays out later because Carl lets Negan out of jail, out of the prison or the cell that yeah. is built at Alexandria. Yeah. Um, but I'm, and see, I don't know, you know, if they're going to kill off Negan, then that story arc, isn't you know what I mean? He's never in a cell, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, the other thing could be is that you know, comic book Carl is eight years old, you know, and TV show Carl yeah. sixteen or whatever. So it has to be adapted and, differently. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they're doing that, or you know where they're going. I mean, the the same premise is there. It just doesn't go as far as the comics do. Yeah, no, okay, I hear that. I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people uh, on the Facebook page and a lot of the comments have been about the, the storyline and the, the arc for Carl and Negan mm-hmm. and how these scenes are potentially uh, big. You mentioned mm-hmm. when we were just discussing the episode earlier, your view has now changed on what you think they're going to do. Well, I, I just, with... With the with the a lot of the general audience starting to go, oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm starting to like this Negan guy. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe they are setting it up to bring it back around where he does end up going to prison, and then eventually uh, Rick lets him out to help them, and then you know Negan proves his loyalty to Rick and yeah. becomes a weird member of the group. So, you know, I, 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 I'm not as convinced. I was initially, even last episode, I was still convinced they're just going to kill Negan off. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not so sure now. Jeffrey Dean Morgan on the talking dead. They had Mm -hmm. a, he was basically, they asked him the question about his relationship, uh, the character Negan with Carl. Mm -hmm. He actually said in that, and I don't know whether this is just his terminology, but he says it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out from this starting point over the next couple of years. Hmm. I picked up on that. It could have just been his terminology in as much as, you know, if this goes forward, it'd be interesting. I mean, he is a big comic fan, comic book fan, Mm -hmm. so he Mm -hmm. could just be drawing from that himself, but I just find it interesting that he said that. Yeah, that is, that is interesting because I I mean I do know he's cast in contract for next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know of any. I mean, you know, they don't have really any definitive plans beyond season eight right now. No. From what I understand, as far as contracts and everything goes, well, it could so just know. be that he's such a big fan of the comics. He is basically himself saying, "I want it to go this way." <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, And of course, I think he genuinely loves being on the show. So if he can follow the same character arc, I think he'd prefer that. Um, 
Okay, so I mean, you, any more points on that you want to sort of cover or talk on before we? No, no, I think that's it. I, has has Jeffrey Dean Morgan been like really prominent in the media recently over there? No, not so much here. Oh um, my gosh, everywhere. Man, you can, oh, he was like he's been on. Uh, morning TV talk show yeah. things where he's like a co-host. Oh, he's wow. been on, he was on the, uh, I listened to the uh, NFL uh, network. It's a you know 24 hour radio yeah. station about, you know, talking football. And he was a co-host on that. I mean, he's yeah. just been the past two weeks. He's been on a huge media blitz. Yeah, well, the show's ratings have been kind of poor, so it's quite possible they've got a few of them out there. I imagine if we were going to have that here, we'll probably see Andrew Lincoln um, mm. popping up more. But no, I was just wondering if they're just not trying to get Jeffrey Dean Morgan more likable to to well, the general. That's audience. quite possible as well. I mean, uh, it'd be interesting to see if he shows up on the Talking Dead after this. You know, at some point as well. Um, right. I think next week uh, Norman Reedus is on, and they said a oh, mystery cast member, which is going to be the guy who plays Spencer. Yeah, um, Ooh, big mystery. <laughs> yeah, big mystery. Okay, so uh, if we're we're going to go into talk about uh, next week's episode and episodes ahead, do you have anything to to spoil potentially? No, nothing that's not already been mentioned in the spoilers. Okay, so so are you happy to to sort of wrap this week? Yes, sir. Okay, well, brilliant. Then. Uh, a big thank you to everyone for, for listening. Um, we will be getting this out on the, the Facebook page. Make sure you get in touch. Let us know your comments. Let us know your thoughts on this week's episode. Uh, and as always, it's the facebook.com slash stuff and thangs, T-H-A-N-G-S. Uh, but yeah, get, get in touch. Uh, thangs. Uh, get in touch. It will be interesting to hear more points of view. Uh, obviously, next week we'll be reviewing the mid-season finale, and mm-hmm. we'll obviously have to discuss our schedule going forward because we're going to be taking a break. Yeah. Okay, my friend. Good talking to you again, and we'll speak more next week. That's it, buddy. Have a good week, Sam. That's a wrap. Are you coming back soon? I don't know. We need you now more than ever. <laughs>